Welcome to a special edition of the Clients and Profits Feature Cast with Clients and Profits trainer Cindy Weston and Donalyn Johnson from Crystal Brook Consulting. Hi, Donalyn. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Now, as it relates to production manager, you are a production manager. Produ- one, yeah, one of my titles. Yeah, one of your t- <laughs> yes, we've wear, we wear yeah, many hats, many hats. haven't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. Um, what do you think? the top production management reports are? Uh, you can, we kind of already, we covered a lot of them, of them, but those were my two. One, because that one prints by status co- or pulls by status code and the other one sorts by person. So when I was managing resources, that was really easy for me. The work to do, uh, I liked, but I liked the sort sortability of the production snapshots one a little bit better. Now, I'm, I'm starting to see folks really um, get more interested in the, the production planner window. Mm-hmm. Um, in that window, you can go in and you can you can pull the jobs, all jobs by status code or by client. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of basically you basically filter. Planner. Yeah, mm-hmm. you basically filter and put on your window what you want to manage on that window. And it's a good on that and it's a good Gantt chart for exactly. And, mm-hmm. and people like visuals. It's easy to see when a job's lasting three months or one's lasting a month. At least you know the scope of the whole job itself. I, I call it. It tells me when the train wrecks are going to happen. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can also click into the traffic icon there or word there and update a number of different things for that job, update the status. So not only is it a printing tool, it also is the editing tool, which is right. really nice because you can update traffic, you can update statuses, you can update the deadlines. All on one window. Mm-hmm. And one window. Yes. Somebody really thought of that. Yes. <laughs> Somebody really worked on that part. Yes. yes. If, if you'll notice, some of the reports that, that you and I are talking about are multi-rolled. Mm-hmm. So the production manager may also go into the schedule work to do reports. And I'm noticing that more and more uh, Mm -hmm. because of the economy. Obviously, things are scaled down quite a bit in a lot of agencies. And people are taking more roles than just I am NAE, I am production, I am traffic. A lot of the AEs are having to do trafficking and some of the production. I'm Mm -hmm. surprised at how much they're actually doing, but you have to do what you have to do. But the program allows them to have all those hats at one time and still be able to have a, you know, sanity to their day. Yeah, correct. Media buyers, as we all know... Media is just a special animal. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite media reports are under Snapshots Media Analysis, and my favorite is within Post Buy and the Recap by Client. Okay, I have one from a productions perspective, and we actually had a podcast about this, but it's the Media Traffic Report. Yes. Because media, because it's an autonomous department usually, they, they're not, creatives and media sometimes don't communicate as fully as they could or should and the media traffic report so under the media menu the media traffic report actually shows what insertion orders the space do and the materials do if that's communicated to your creative staff everything works wonderfully so i just wanted to add that one because i my agree favorite. <laughs> i agree from an accounting perspective the bookkeepers there's now, a lot of reports yeah well from i think it, it is important to differentiate between a bookkeeper a staff accountant, controller, and a CFO. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a bookkeeper manages the day-to-day Entries. financial transactions, mm-hmm. AP, AR, checks. You know. Staff accountant typically reviews those transactions of the bookkeeper, um, perhaps prepares some journal entries, gives it to the controller. Controller and CFO, those lines get a, a little bit gray. But the controller or the CFO then 
make sure that monthly close is done, audit controls are handled, the balance sheet subsidiaries are done, the, all of the financial reporting is done to send it up the line with the analytics mm -hmm. as appropriate. Mm -hmm. So if we go back to, say, the day-to-day -day person, the bookkeeper, they want to make sure that accounts receivable and typically accounts payable, that entry is done daily, proof lists are done before posting. And I have to just say, proof list, proof list, proof list. Proof before posting, that is so important for your books. Exactly. And don't just print them, look at look them. Look at them. <laughs> you know, if you have a job cost vendor invoice on your proof list, make sure it has a job, a task, a net, and a gross. And that and the net and the gross are not the same. And a GL. And a GL. Yeah. If it says account not found, find it. That means it's going to post a suspense and then you'll have to fix it later. And at least it allows you the opportunity to fix it then before it goes into suspense. And then you got to backtrack and try to find it. So it is nice that the program gives you those little checks and balances all the way through just to make sure nobody that it doesn't go under the carpet. Somebody will find it somewhere eventually. Oh, yeah. It does not go into the black hole. Yeah. So, you know, from a from a day-to-day -day financial transaction input, you know, whether it be AR or AP, mm -hmm. print the proofs list and review them. And then file them. I typically recommend people keep I them as well. yeah. hard copy at least three months. I mm -hmm. don't know what you're but about three months. Because at least it shows you your it shows you a history trail of what you've done, mm -hmm. everything in accounting mm -hmm. and where it went and why it went there and mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what I recommend uh, be done on a weekly basis is make sure your balance sheet subsidiaries that you touch as the bookkeeper are balancing to what the CFO is looking at. Okay, so it's again, bottom, you know, top down, bottom up. We all working together for the same goal. So I recommend running the GL auditor for the out of balance checker, mm -hmm. the AP quick check, and the AR quick check. The other ones are, in my opinion, tools that you may or may not need. I run the suspense one sometimes too, just in case somebody else added something That's good and point. it went into suspense. I just run that, that one just as a point. check everything. That's a, that's a, actually, that's a good idea. So I typically, you know, before you head out on a Friday afternoon, double check that, put your mind at rest, your work is done, your desk is clean, and there you go. And you don't have to worry about it until Monday. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I just, you know, I have a, you made a good point about there's a difference between a bookkeeper, the accountant, and a CFO. And I've noticed a lot of times people expect a bookkeeper to be a CFO. And unless they truly have that training, it, it is, it, it's, it's expecting somebody to speak a different language than they don't speak. So it's like me expecting you to know Spanish and you've never taken mm -hmm. classes in it. So if the more people can learn to do that obviously there's classes but it's it's kind of hard to expect somebody that's a bookkeeper and they like you said it's the day-to-day -day running of the data mm -hmm. versus a cfo that knows how to look at those financial reports spot problems tax wise especially because that's what a, a lot of it has to do with so it was a really uh, thanks for pointing that out because i think a lot of people that that's a gray area that they might not have that complete understanding about right and here's the thing we all want our staff to succeed. If, if we want that person to grow and we feel they have that skill set, and A, do they want to? Do they want right. that? Because that is a completely different perspective comp on it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, with Crystal Brook Consulting, our philosophy is we teach you to fish. Mm -hmm. You know, we teach you to fish, but just we will do an, an interim, you know, if, if, if there is what we call a gap. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your, CP, your outsourced CPA and you've got a bookkeeper. And you need someone to kind of fill that fill that analytic gap. 
we provide that service. If you want to bring someone in and teach that skill, we'll teach you to fish mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, oftentimes I'm, I'm with you that we'll see a bookkeeper and they're trying to to have them be an analytic right. person. This is the person that makes sure the numbers get input correctly. Right. is a very different skill set than the person that's looking at them trying to see what the numbers speak. And forecast what you should be doing as a company corporate-wise. That's a different skill right. set. Right, right. And, and, and this is kind of how I've explained it to my clients is that you, you have the day-to-day and then you have somebody that's managing, like you said, at a higher level, the books, and then you have the you know, CFO or your tax consultant that's doing it from a completely different perspective. Now, some people actually have their, their CPA do the middle road, but you're spending a lot of money on doing that. But it, I do not recommend having it just data entry and then your CPA, if you want to save money, an interim person is really valuable because they're managing the books, maybe just on a monthly level before it goes to your CPA quarterly. And I also feel that someone, to your point, they're typically looking at it from a strategic and a tax perspective. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that financials are an operational management tool Mm -hmm. and that financials should be done monthly and they should be looked at from an industry point of view. Mm -hmm. And, you know, CPAs and strategic planners, you know, are not in the advertising and marketing industry every single solitary day. We are, as consultants immersed in this industry and we know what the trends are and so I think it's important to have someone who is familiar both with the software and with the industry mm-hmm. um, do, do that middle analysis before it goes for tax and strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a good point. Three different, very three different aspects. Okay, so we talked about the bookkeeping and the CFO. Did you have other reports, though, did you want to mention for the CFO? Yeah, from from a CFO perspective, when I was the director of finance for for an agency, yippee, we had those management meetings every Monday at 9 (laughs) a.m. Oh, Monday. So, you know, there was was five reports. Again, we managed all as as leadership, got together and managed to the same numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay. The department productivity report under snapshots productivity helped understand what the the staff uh, productivity percentage utilization percentage was so that when someone says we're killing ourselves we need more staff okay or we're killing our staff we need more staff you're 48 percent what what oh we're working on that whole thing for you know for ourselves oh got it okay um the Billable, unbillable report helps mm-hmm. you take a look at what the billable or what the possible revenue is, not mm-hmm. to be misunderstood for build. Right. <laughs> Obviously, financial statements, balance sheet, income statement, the media analysis reports mm-hmm. to understand what our open media liabilities are, particularly if you're a heavy media firm, mm-hmm. the client job summary. Mm-hmm. I think those are the big ones. A bit more important for that, right? Well, thank you, Donna Lynn. That was that was an enjoyable conversation. I think it'll be really helpful to our users to know some of the reports that they might not be using that they could at least check out. So thank you very much. Thanks, Cindy. Thank you for listening to the Clients and Profits Feature Cast. For more information about Donna Lynn and Crystal Brook Consulting, visit crystalbrook.net. <laughs>